Welcome in, everybody. It's Friday, and it's Off the Eye with Andy. And Susan. There you go. And we went this week, for those of you who tuned in, a lot of you guessed this time, so our clues were not quite as obscure as they should have been. too easy this time. We've got to do better. We've got to do better, so we're working on that one. But we are now in Aiken County. Aiken County, South Carolina. Right. Now, we had given them three clues, we and, did. We're, and we're going to unveil the reason for those as we go through and tell you about our trip today. So, I say, give us a little background on Aiken County and what makes it unique in South Carolina. Oh, I think there are several things that make it unique. You know, it became, it was very popular when the granite mill textile mill started up, one of the first mills in the state. It became known as a health resort, and then the famous winter colony of horse lovers came That's in. right, and, and very wealthy people. Oh, oh, we're talking extremely wealthy. People who call houses that are, I don't know, 17,000 uh, 17, square, square feet. feet. Yes. Cottages? They call them cottages. <laughs> Absolutely. We yeah. saw many of those today, and, and I think it's important when we talk about the wealthy horse people, mm-hmm. to mention that they enjoyed polo, mm-hmm. steeplechasing, and fox, fox hunting. hunting. <laughs> There's one of our clues for you, there ladies you and go. gentlemen. That's right. And we're going to meet someone in one of our interviews that we took who actually did some fox hunting. Yes. So we'll talk about that. But the first thing we want to get to then is polo. Polo. Not we actually. Shirts. No, not the shirts. Not the shirts. Although mm-hmm. they have those cute little things with the horses. Oh, they with, sure yeah, do. they do. <laughs> but we actually followed one of our major rules that we're always, um, you know, emphasizing mm-hmm. these rules. Although you know, you can break any one of them you want to. But but this one is really work with the people you know. Right. Use your contacts. Right. So I have a friend, Gail, and her husband, Pete, and his sister lives in Aiken, and guess what her husband does? He runs polo associations. Yes. And they have ones yes, in Aiken. I know. So we're really excited to go. So we went over there. We called and asked Michelle and Billy Rab. 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 Right. We had to pronounce that correctly. Um, how What their address was. We followed Miss Google. She kind of... Yeah, she screwed around with us a bit, but we got there. We did. And we're going to learn a little bit about polo, and this was something I really knew nothing about. So stay tuned and listen to Billy Rab talk about, explain to those of us who are absolute virgins when it comes to polo. Well, welcome in, everybody. This is Andy Hawkins and, of course, my sidekick. Susan. Susan right. Susan. Who's very happy right now because I where am, are we? Uh, I just got to pet several horses. We're at broken, broken Arrow Farm. And we're going to get a chance to speak with the general band. What is your title, Billy Rab? The manager. The manager. Owner, owner, owner manager. Of how many polo clubs? Uh, we own Wagner Polo Club. I manage Wagner and Aiken Polo Club, and I run polo at Newbridge. And Newbridge is in here? A- yeah. And Aiken, yeah, I, Aiken, I was not aware of the Aiken, that there were, so three of them you're involved yeah. in. There's three clubs here, and I'm involved all three. And all right, well, let's go back in your history now. You're managing clubs, but when you started out as a kid, did you plan to be a polo no. person? Well, basically, <laughs> I got in polo in seventh grade, and uh, I got in a fist fight with a kid that was involved in polo. <laughs> 
and I became good friends with him and started going out there walking horses because in between the periods when they played, the horse had to be walked to cool down. So I started doing that and and then I got tired of people calling me chicken because I wouldn't get on a horse and I jumped on a horse and away I went. And since then, uh, or since then, I went to Florida in 1974 uh, as a groom and I started uh, playing a little bit down there and got my opportunity to play and then I played England, France, Germany, you name it, I've been there. Wow, wow, exciting. Uh, what sort of place is the best for you as far as, which one did you enjoy the most when you were traveling around that provided the best venue for polo and for you? Argentina. Argentina, what's, what's cool. I understand y'all have some connections to Argentina that we'll talk about later, but why Argentina? Is it just- Argentina is uh, basically polo is their number one or number two sport over there, so they are the best in polo and uh, we can't beat them. I mean, they're absolutely the best. It's kind of like they grow up doing it from the they, time they breathe. Yes. There you go. Well, since those people know polo so well in Argentina, I'm going to confess that those of us who live in Newberry County don't know squat about polo. So if we were coming to a game here, because we're going to talk about the fact that we can come over here to games, what are we looking at? What's the point of the game? Well, polo is like hockey on horses. Okay. Uh, there's four. And we know so much about hockey in Newberry County, too. <laughs> there's four players on each team. Okay. And you start the game in the center of the field. Uh, four players on each side of the white line. They throw the ball in. And each time a goal is scored at one end of the field, they switch ends so there's no win or uh, sun advantage or anything else. Okay. Well, that and makes sense. Some of the games are four periods, some of the games are six periods. Okay. A chucker or a period is seven and a half minutes long. Okay. So a game could take an hour or a game could take an hour and 40 minutes. Now, game. it looks like a very athletic game. It's what, very athletic. Because we've only seen it on television and that kind of thing. So you've got to be a fearless rider. Should uh, be. Should be. What else do you need to have as a skill if you're going to be a good polo person? Eye-hand coordination. Okay. You've got to be a good horseman. Uh-huh. Because no matter how good you are, if you can't get the horse to go there, you can't hit it. So you you can't control the horse. Is that more with your knees or with your hands your, or, or both? Your legs and your hands. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And you've got to be able to understand the game, uh, mm-hmm. knowing you know, what that guy might do so you can anticipate and try to pick up the ball before. Do the four players play just all the same, or is there like a forward and a well, guard? It's basically <laughs> a, uh, players are one, two, three, four. The number one is more offense. The number two is the one that does the most. Mm-hmm. The three is normally the captain, and the four is uh, the guy that closes the back Clean door. Clean up. <laughs> and, but you can, it's not like all sides. You can go anywhere you want. Okay. All right. Well, so that, any, anybody can score and stuff like that. All right, that gives us a little bit of a background, but I think if people come here, one of the things I know that I've heard people talk about is all we've ever seen for polo is people dressed up in high heels. Pretty and, woman. And pretty woman. Yeah, that's sort of the pretty woman image of polo. That's about what we know about it. Do I have to wear high heels to this thing? No. You, <laughs> you can come in your bathing suit. You can come in your shorts. <laughs> T-shirt. Neither one of those do you want me to come in. (laughs) You can come all dressed up. It doesn't matter. uh, Basically, if you come to the game, what you should do is bring a lunch and uh, food, drinks, and sit there and enjoy the game. And if you want to cheer the players Bring a chair. Bring a chair. Okay. All right. So we don't have to dress up. No. 
we can do that. It's, it's very exciting. You don't have to dress up. Very exciting. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, I think that gives us a really great idea about people coming. Yeah. Uh, we will actually probably post because the season starts when well, you've given us a list of the things. Right. The first game is uh, March 31st. Okay. That's, uh, that's the season, that's, so to speak. Yeah. Yes. And then it goes to uh, June 8th, I think. And June then it the 8th. stops for the summer, and then it starts back up in September. Right, but you leave here and go to New York to do the York, same yes. thing, same to thing. sort of do a managing I of it. I get there, and two days later, I got polo starting. And I get back here in uh, September, and it's I start two days later again, so I don't have any time to do anything. <laughs> we, ha- we got lucky, Susan. Yes, yes we, we did. did. <laughs> there you go. Yes, we did. Well, listen, that is great. We will post the times and the games and how – and you just come. You don't have – is there a charge for this? Uh, on Sunday games at Aiken, there is a charge, mm-hmm. general admission, or you can get a VIP under the pavilion mm-hmm. uh, or fieldside parking, but the rest of the games are free. Okay. Do we do the divot thing like in Little Oh, uh, <laughs> Normally at halftime people are asked to go out there and put divots in, yes. Okay. Do you have to? No. Okay. There you go. I wouldn't want to do that in high heels anyway. <laughs> Just remember the green ones, you don't want to put the divot in. Gotcha. 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 Well, listen, that gives us a great broad understanding of, of it. And I think people, we're, what we're trying to do is show people, right, Susan, right. that there, there's lots and lots to do in South Carolina. And this, we're right outside of Aiken. We're in Wagner. Yeah. Where Broken Arrow Farm mm-hmm. is, and uh, we can give you all that information. We'll be posting that we and will. everything. So, um, I want to take a break here, and we'll be right back, and we're going to be talking to Michelle Rab. I need there to go look at some horses. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Andy again, and I'm back with Susan. And this time we're with Michelle Rab. And Michelle, you were answering a question that Susan posed. Pose it again for yeah, me. I just wondered how much a polo mallet weighed. There you go. A little less than uh, an ounce. I mean, a, a pound. A pound. <laughs> a pound. I didn't know the weight's real. Yeah. And I just know that... The, it's, and they're different lengths. They're different mm-hmm. lengths to accommodate okay. the size of the horse. And then this is the head of the mallet. I thought it would be to accommodate the size of the person. <laughs> <laughs> and the head of the mallet goes by weight. And the heavier the head, the further the ball goes, obviously. Uh, and most people, most people think that you hit the ball with this end. You but, don't. Yeah. You hit Which is the little, put little rounded end. Right. It, it's like a cylinder. This is radio. We have to describe. Right. This is a cylinder, and one end has a flat end, and the other is a little smaller. Tapered. Tapered. Yep. So you really hit it with the, the side, right side the, of the you cylinder. You want to hit right where the shaft comes into the, the okay. head. Okay. All right. And, uh, so, Michelle, you be... actually grew up with horses, didn't I you? I did. I have had horses all my life. My mother thought I was going to outgrow it when I was in high school, but I didn't. I still had boyfriends and the horses. <laughs> and then when I went off to college, she thought I was going to outgrow it. But then I married my first husband, who was also into horses. So I've been in horses all my life Yeah. and showed horses most of my life. Right. That's... Tell us about your show horse back there that you've retired. That was very sweet. Oh, yeah. I have a... a Horse, one of my favorite show horses. I bought him when he was a two-year-old off the racetrack, and he needed to be rehabbed because he had an injury. And I rehabbed him, and then I started him jumping, and I showed him everywhere, and he just won all the time, and everybody always wanted to buy him. Now he's retired because he's 29 years old, and he deserves 
retirement. There you go. <laughs> but he's still my favorite. Still your favorite. Yeah. And you're, we're out here in the countryside in Wagner, and, and so you still, you work with Billy, and y'all keep a barn. How many horses do y'all have here? We have 13 right now, but right. that fluctuates. fluctuates. Sometimes we'll have more. Once in a while we have less. Now, this is kind of low for us, Yeah. yeah. but uh, there's always a lot of work to do. You have to take care of the horses. You have to feed the horses. You have to clean the, the barn. And maintain the outside. Right. And you're involved and in all of that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And keeping things up. And when Billy leaves in the summertime, you have to keep well, it then all. It's, yeah, then it's all on my shoulders. <laughs> but it's okay because I love it. So Yeah, true love of horses. Mm-hmm. It really is. Absolutely. There is. So, I, I attribute that to my dad because when I was very little, my father loved horses. And he used to take me around every Sunday. We used to go look at horses. So I think it's all his fault. But. There you go. He did not do that with your brother, though, did My he? My brother did not like the horses, no. He never has. <laughs> oh, well, but he knows how to fix things. So yes. there you go. Yes. There you go. Yeah, All right. Well, thanks a bunch for letting us come in today. And the only other thing I might ask you about is what do, what do you do the day of the polo match? I'm behind the scenes, kind of. Uh-huh. Um, when we have practices where he's not, he has a game and he cannot be at, I have to just go around and collect, make sure everybody's signed releases, collect the money, and time the games, make sure everything goes off smoothly, and go. just be pleasant. Yeah. You're the hostess. I'm the hostess. With the mostest, right, Billy? Yeah. Sometimes we even serve coffee and donuts when it's cold. There you go, because it's on or off, but we will be uh, putting that up on the website and that kind of thing about the fact that there is a number that you will need to call. You've given that to us because come over here and enjoy them starting in March, you said, right? Uh, Through June. Correct. And, but there's a number you can call before you come over to Aiken or over here to Wagner in this area uh, to actually find out if the game is on because they do, like today, would you have it? Of course, it's not raining that much now. Today we would have it, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. so it's a little windy, but, yeah. but yeah. so far not raining. Now, you so. can call the hotline number or you can call the manager, which is my husband, directly. Okay. And he'll answer any questions you may right. have. We'll get your number. And we'll light up that phone for you from Newberry <laughs> oh, County. Oh, believe me, it's lit up when it's seasoned. <laughs> I, I don't get to speak to him too much during season time. All right. Well, this is great. Our introduction to horses here in, um, well, we, are we in, in Aiken, Aiken County? County. Yes. We are in Aiken County. Yep. So there you go. So thanks very much. Thank you. Billy, you. Michelle, thank you. Well, welcome back, everybody. If I can just get Susan away from the horses. Wait, wait, let me just pet this last one. Oh, Susan, the last one. Susan, please. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm back. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm paying but, attention again. But we have some business to do okay. here because we've got to give folks that are listening oh. phone numbers. So they can see these pretty horses. Right. And so they can go over and enjoy polo. Who knew that we were, what, an hour and a half away from I polo? Know. I, I mean, that's, that's just awesome to me. And I don't have to wear high heels. And oh, I don't have wonderful. to look as good as she did. We don't have to wear those funny hats. No, we don't. No. Okay. okay. Right. But here are, the, here are the numbers. Now, if you want to call, you always, they start in March. They go through June. Uh, it's Wagoner Polo. And remember, Wagner's W-A-G-E-N-E-R. It is Aiken Polo and it's Newbridge Polo. So there are three clubs over there that Billy works with. So if you want to find out what's going on for the schedule... You would look at the hot hotlines, the first number we're going to give you. So, got your pens? 803-566-8610. That's 803-566-8610. That's the hotline. They'll tell you whether the game is actually going to go on because they are weather dependent and that kind of thing. 
or if there's any other changes yep. to the schedule. Now, if you wish, you may also call Billy Rabb, and he can answer any questions you have. 561-719-3318. Let me repeat that one. 561-719-3318. And that's Billy Rabb. So that will give you some information. And if you want to go, for those of you independently, might want to go online, you can look both on Facebook for Wagoner Polo, uh, Newbridge Polo, and actually Aiken Polo. And I think he re- reminded us that Aiken was the one that charged some, so you might find on that. On Sundays. On Sundays, yeah. so you might find that information there. They also are on Facebook. Yes. So just use those names, Wagoner Polo, Aiken Polo, and Newbridge. So that would get you there. So, And it was interesting, um, still speaking about polo now, or about horses mm-hmm. and foxes, actually, Offline, Michelle told us that she had actually been um, a fox hunter and actually had shown horses. We talked Mm -hmm. about that a little bit, but I didn't know until the very after we were off air that she actually did fox hunting. And we had a whole other thing lined up for foxes. Didn't have to worry about it. Didn't have to worry about it. And they had actually the, um, and those. When you do the trials, when you jump over all the horse, take the horses mm-hmm. like she used to do with her horses, uh, and they actually had a setup out there at their farm, which was that a pretty barn? Oh, that was the most immaculate barn I had ever seen in my life. A place to wash the horses, a place to feed the horses, and those were the happiest horses I had ever seen. They're in the beautiful, world. and I believe I petted each one, didn't I? I know you did <laughs> more than once. Yeah, the one that greeted us, you almost—I had to drag you away from. <laughs> So, but anyway, so but she she actually is um, someone who's really done all of these things, and so if you're a real enthusiast about horse riding and that type of thing, it'd be great to go over there and just. I'm sure she she was just the friendliest person in the world, and she's really a very good hostess. So we're very excited about that, and about this is a new thing we can do here in South Carolina. Now, um, of course, when we go off the eye, one of the important things for Susan and me is we love food. Yes, we any do. kind. Any kind, yeah. And oh, so and this anchovies. time, this time, yeah, well, there are a few things we don't like anchovies. <laughs> but anyway, I do if they're all mashed up, but that's another story. Um, this time, we really did something a little different. We've been doing kind of down-home meet-and-threes. Mm-hmm. But this time, we went to a very historic place. Tell us where we went yeah. for lunch for, in Aiken. We went to the Wilcox Hotel. Long-time hotel with some very famous clientele. We're yes. talking about pre-World War One and Two. Mm-hmm. This is the second hotel, I think, in that same area. This is an area that the Winter Colony, of course, likes to go to. Mm-hmm. I think we saw some horse people today. Yes, we Don't did. You think we did? Yes. They had their horse. hair pulled back in the ponytail, and they, they had did. no makeup on, and mm-hmm. they still look fabulous. They yeah, those were the ones. Fantastic. <laughs> and we had white tablecloths. Mm-hmm. It was a very elegant place. We sort of, after we did eat, we sort of wandered around a little bit, saw the library. Mm-hmm. We saw the room where I believe they play a great deal of bridge. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, and we were there during the monsoon. Yes, yes, right. So that is one of the things that we've mentioned. We uh, Last month when we were off, we went to the coldest day we could possibly go up north. This time it was rain 100% all day. Oh, and wind. And wind. Oh. <laughs> so that was one reason we were eating earlier. And But it was it worked out fine. Yes, it did. Because we came out of there, and, and one of the things I want to mention, too, that we didn't talk about that was in there, um, 
they actually had some beautiful artwork in there. Yes, yes they did. They really did. And this came actually from, um, I believe, Camden. It, yes. I, I believe, believe it, was it was from the Camden Art Art Gallery. And it was... Which is, of course, another horse colony. Yeah, it was Saint, expensive. Yes. That was very expensive, but very beautiful. Oh, it was. That kind of thing. And I will say, we, we always rate these now, and we're being... We, we enjoyed it. We it, ate it. Mm-hmm. But... I was disappointed. Yeah, I was too. It was uh, the service was a little slow. slow. The food not was like, not quite as advertised. Let's let's say that. No, no. Yeah, if you tell me you've got wonderful things on your fries like truffles, they should taste like truffles. Absolutely. <laughs> so enough said. We yeah. give them a three and a half. But the little ketchup bottle was cute. The, and I didn't steal it. Oh, oh you said God, you were gonna, I said I was going to steal that, that thing. We'd already used all the ketchup, y'all. Yep. We <laughs> so it was, it was a little tiny two or three inch yeah. jar. It was really cute. So, Mini but bottle. we did, yeah, we did have that, and we did have some nice smoked salmon, and it was a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Dressing was very mediocre. It was pretty bland. Like, pretty bland. So, we had asked for lemon, I believe. Yes, we did twice. <laughs> twice. Yep. But it is a beautiful place, and I can't imagine. I mean, the service otherwise was very lovely, and it was. They were very nice to us. So, and we were not exactly dressed in horse clothes. No, we were not. We were kind of drenched when we walked in. <laughs> so well worth your time to visit the Wilcox. However, great piece of history, beautiful area, mm-hmm. and uh, they did tell us at the museum, which. We'll get to in a moment that that the bar area is very nice if you just want to go have a drink in fact the lovely story that our fabulous fabulous guide told us was that if you wanted to meet a well-to-do man you should go sit in their very nice loungy bar area easy chairs easy chairs and sit around and smile and she had a friend who actually got married. <laughs> she said to a very wealthy person, I right, believe. Right, yeah. At the bar at the Wilcox. So we didn't stay at the bar there. So we yeah. ate and ran. And it was raining. Oh. So we made a decision then. Like you say, you've got to be flexible. Yep. Just like when it was cold, we kind of did some things in the car that we might would have done out. We had to take some pictures from the window. <laughs> right. We kind of <laughs> wussed out. But uh, we decided to go to their... Um, History Museum. Which was one of the best decisions we've ever made, I believe. Yes. I believe. We're going to be hearing from the young lady who is, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, a site and events manager, Leah Walker, and what a jewel. Yes, she was. And and the lady who actually led us on our tour. Oh, our God. Go on Wednesday because you get, what's Ray. her name? Ray Zathmary. Yes. Starts with an S, but it's Zathbear. Right. She says to drop the S and just use the Z, and she was absolutely wonderful. And her husband was from uh, Hungary, yeah. Hungarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she tells the story was. about her family. She, she told us some wonderful stories, too, about FDR. Right, which was one thing that was one of our clues as well. Um, Many people know that FDR did have a very close friend, Mm -hmm. Lucy Mm -hmm. Mercer Rutherford, who did live in Aiken during the winter. She was part of the winter colony. She married a very wealthy man. And she and Roosevelt had known each other during World War I. Mm -hmm. And y'all can find out that story all by yourself. It's well documented. Just go and do some reading. But Eleanor didn't like her at all. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, of course... When Roosevelt would be going to Warm Springs from Georgia, oftentimes the train would stop in the back of the Wilcox. He supposedly would get out, go in the back, Lucy would come in the front, and they would meet and have a little 
Conversation and cocktail. There you go. He loved his cocktail. Yes, he did. And we wanted to go by her home, uh, which I think was not far from. Not two blocks from there, yeah. But the rain was just, it was horrendous at that point. Yeah. So we didn't go. But check into Lucy Mercer Rutherford. They have finally put a beautiful picture of her at Warm Springs, acknowledging Acknowledging. that, yes, she was here on the day he died. And there was a relationship. And we'll just let you all read that one on your own. But that was our FDR clue. That was our FDR. FDR. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. So stay tuned now, and we're going to be listening to our, the what's her name again, Laura? Oh, from the museum. Yes. And y'all, we have, we have visited some fine museums, some wonderful museums. Okay, but Leah. This, this Leah, museum was, in my opinion, the finest county museum that we have seen so right. far. So let's hear about it from Leah Walker. Welcome back, everybody. This is Andy Hawkins, and of course, I'm here with Susan, who is, we're in a museum, so Susan is gawking at everything we see. Talk about this museum a little bit. Tell them where we are. We are in Aiken, South Carolina, and of all the museums that Andy and I have visited in the last little over a year now, Mm -hmm. this is by far the finest. Finest. Absolutely. So now we want to, with that great setup, Leah Walker... Tell us about your what your background, what your job is here at the museum, and tell me why you think it's the best museum in the state. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so I'm so excited to hear that that you do think it's such a wonderful museum, and of course I do too. Um, so as you said, my name is Leah Walker. I'm the site and events manager here at the Aiken County Historical Museum, also known as Banksia. Um, I've been here for about a year and a half. And um, I took a woman's place who had been here for several, several years. And so when she retired and then I came in, it was, they kind of wanted me to start doing, working on programming and events so that we could bring in a different audience, a a more Mm -hmm. diverse audience. So that's, that's what I have been doing. That's been my goal here. Did you do the children's room upstairs? I did not. All of the exhibits. That was fun. Yes, that is a, that is one of our most popular, actually. And you can tell as soon as school gets out during in the spring, you can tell you know school's out because all of a sudden our upper floor gets a lot louder. And it's and it's really interesting. A lot of parents bring you know, especially if they're babysitting another set of children, then the mm-hmm. whole kit and caboodle come you know all 10 kids and and two adults so uh, that's been that's been interesting it's a great room on a floor with one of the better the the only really the best i've ever seen a a circus exhibit oh wonderful that it is that was fascinating (laughs) yes that is true and that's not even all of all of the the collection that we have we have more much more of that actually on in Mm -hmm. our collections in our collection storage well, that, take that as a um, an example of like a room you have. How did you get that? Who gave it to the museum? How does that work? Well, I, let me give you a little info about the background of the museum. Okay, so sure. Yeah. What actually happened was, if you're familiar with the Winter Colony here in yes. Aiken, um, right. so you know that several people from up north came right. down and, and made this their home. <laughs> and they're still doing it. It's, yes. it's, it's so interesting. Um, and so in the late 20s, Mr. Richard Howe, he was the treasurer mm-hmm. and at one point a vice president of the International Harvester Company, mm-hmm. the Farm Equipment Machinery Company, he had come down and, and rented a, a winter colony home mm-hmm. during the late mid to late 20s. Well, then he decided he wanted to build. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, he, and it was in 1931, 
at that time, there was a superstition that if you were an old man, he was in his 60s. Mm-hmm. If you were an Watch old man. Watch your mouth, Right, <laughs> right. And that's why I put the quotations around She it. did. She did. So I'm <laughs> young age. Young well, it gets younger every day, too. You know? <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, but he, there was a superstition that if you were an old man, that you would not live to see the completion of your home. And so to circumvent this... Um, Superstition, what he did was when he bought this plot, this lot, mm-hmm. it was three and a half acres. It was about a city block, and there was already a home on it. And he took that house. It was built in the 1860s. He took that house, moved it down the hill, and then built 14,000 square feet around it. So now we have Banksia, which is 17,500 square feet. He lived here on and off during the winters for about 10 years, and then, unfortunately, fell down the stairs, broke his hip, went into the hospital and contracted pneumonia and died two days later. Um, then it passed to his daughter-in-law. She sold it for $40,000. Uh-huh. A pittance okay. compared to... <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> yes. Um, and at that point, it became... That was in um, the early 50s, 51, 53, somewhere around in there. And at that point, it became a boarding house for the gentlemen that were building the Savannah River site. Then it was sold, and it became a Methodist college. Then it was sold again, and be- it became where USC Aiken was founded. Oh. And then the county took over, and the it became the library, the county library. Then we got one room in 1984, and then we just kind of started taking over room by room. You give them a and room, t- yes. and they'll take a house. We d- and we did. We took the whole thing. <laughs> so by 91, the entire museum is the Aiken County, or the entire house is the Aiken County Historical Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the... The various exhibits that we have, some have been given to us by mm-hmm. local people. Um, we have one lady here in town. Um, she's she's been she's been gone now for several years, but she gave us a massive amount of furniture and clothing and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of her whole collection. Mm-hmm. But then you go to the circus room mm-hmm. and you see this entire miniature circus that has all been hand carved from wood by four brothers. And that actually came from the Charleston Museum in 91. They were doing a bit of renovating and felt that it did not go with their mission. And so they gave us the whole collection of the, the miniature circus. And, okay, and somebody had a good friend. You had a good did. friend. Oh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I will, just to give you a little teaser, uh-huh. I, won't, I won't speak of this over the air, but there is a murder associated with that exhibit. So a little teaser, if you come here to visit the museum, I will tell you about the murder. She's good. <laughs> She's really good. And you okay, kept we gotta get off the, the air really quickly so we oh, can we'll go. go. Okay. <laughs> you do also, tell them about that because we do have very quickly. Oh, yeah. They have kept alive all of the towns that the mm-hmm. Savannah River plant displaced. Right. All of the high schools, the drugstores, this is the best drugstore drug exhibit I've ever seen. Yeah. Carter's Little Liverpool. That's right. And it's like you're coming into a little soda shop. Yes. yes. Perfect. Absolutely. you got to come see We're it. We're very proud. John yeah. Pugh, come see it. Yes, there you go. We, we have a wonderful drugstore in prosperity. So. Oh, but anyway, well, listen, thank you. There's so many other things that we could talk about here, uh, and we really appreciate it. And the name of the lady who took us on the tour. Ray Zathmary. Ask for her. She's wonderful. She is wonderful. She tells you stories we can't tell on uh-huh. the air. Yes. 
we're going to come back and hear the rest of them. And, and we heard some about FDR that we talked about, so we'll, we'll be talking about that on the radio. We'll share some of that, yeah. So thank you very much, Leah. Thank There's you. so much more I know you could talk about. But again, so far for us, off the eye, this is the best county museum we have been to yet. Newberry, you better get on it now. Wow, Susan. Wasn't she great? She was fantastic. I could have listened to her all afternoon. Yeah, Leah, Leah really, it's a, it's a fabulous museum. We highly recommend it. Yes. And, uh, it, it was an amazing, amazing place, and she is a great storyteller and actually has a master's degree in storytelling from exactly. East Tennessee State University. There you go, and knows about the storytelling festival. Yes, she does. All right, now, after we left there, uh, we actually have to tell folks why whiskey has something. We've talked a little bit about it, but we left and went downtown because we do like to end our trip with a little cocktail. Absolutely. And a little nibble, because we do like food. We've talked about that. So we went to, tell them where. We went to Whiskey Alley, which is located on and the alley, which is right off Whiskey Road. Road. <laughs> now, I realized that um, I had my usual gin and tonic, but you did imbibe some whiskey. I did. Michter's Bourbon. I asked the young man that was the waiter there, Chris. Mm -hmm. I asked him if uh, what he would recommend, and so I wanted to really try it because it is an area where that was a very important yes. product at one time, and that was the road where whiskey kind of came and went, mm -hmm. legal and otherwise. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it was a great thing. So we we also had two little nibbles. We had mm -hmm. a uh, octopus um, mash, some of roasted octopus oh, dish. On a great mash with paprika. Paprika sauce. Mm -hmm. And then we also had um, a charcuterie mm -hmm. platter kind of thing. meat. There was some really good meat on that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have to give them a, our five-fork thing. Now, um, what was good? Um, I truly enjoyed... What was the little beef? I don't remember the name of the little beef. Those finely sliced cuts of beef right. that were absolutely excellent. Um, I thought the octopus was a little chewy. Yes. Great sauce, chewy octopus. They mm -hmm. did not get the octopus right. Yeah. But it was it was had a nice flavor, but it was way too chewy, which means they overcooked it. Uh -huh. So and we also there was a an egg with our favorite <laughs> anchovies. Anchovies. Crisscrossed right on the top of it. And the, they got crisscrossed right out of the <laughs> We didn't like that either. But it was a very tasty charcuterie thing. So I, I would say a four. For At them. least a four. The presentation was beautiful. Presentation. Excellent waiter, mm -hmm. um, lot of fun. Came back and inter you know interacted with us, answered questions. Um, was just really seemed to be into the place, you know, because it hasn't been open that long. Because that alley that it's owned actually used to be a one way street. Right. So. We just bricked. I think he said maybe two years ago. Right. Great right. outside eating places, right. that type of thing. So that Great was time. our last as we took off. Yes, as we but broke back. That's right. And we came back a different way, which is we, another one of our yes. fun things to do. Go one way and come back the next. <laughs> there you go. Home by another way. Yeah. Now, next month. Oh, that's right. We, we got to come up with some clues, and we got to do better than we yeah, did last we month, just which is too easy. easy. Yeah. Okay, well, let's see. We were just talking TikTok. TikTok. Right. TikTok. TikTok. Big oh, deal. A clock might be important in mm -hmm. this place. And uh, tea. Yes. Tea. Room. A tea room. <laughs> uh, oh, Antebellum Homes. 
That would work. That would that would definitely work. Mm-hmm. Let's go back even well about the same time. How about a stagecoach oh, stop? One of the most important stagecoach stops in the colonial era. There you go. So there are our clues for next month's Off the Eye. So what do we say? Bye-bye and keep traveling. Keep traveling over this beautiful state.